Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 16, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I started this series on January 2nd. Here we are, May 16th, and we're still in the same series. We've covered all the miracles. We got to the last one. I believe that the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead is the mother of all miracles. Of course, now you can say the resurrection of Jesus, but I'm talking about the miracles that Jesus performed. And so we've covered all the miracles now, and we're getting life lessons. We're going back and just doing like a recap and gleaning nuggets from the miracles, especially the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. So this is life lessons from Lazarus. I'm already part 80 in, the, in this series, but this is part four of, these, of this recap. And I'm calling this the messages and the miracles. There are messages in every miracle. And so what we want to do is open up our heart to hear the voice behind the voice. When we study the miracles that Jesus performed, what does that mean for us today? We're going to see. I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive. All right, so before we actually get into the, the miracle, uh, let me uh, share a scripture that we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4. I'm going to keep reading it because this is the scripture we're meditating on this year. This is what you do. You get when God gives you something that he wants you to meditate on for a season, meditate on it for a season. Don't, don't get tired of it. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. There's a level of glory that many of us were operating in and that, you know, whatever, 2022, the pandemic, all of this stuff happened and, and people lost something along the way. But in this season, you're going to get it back. Say, I'm going to get it back. Put in the chat, say, I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back now. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Every dry area, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any dry areas in my heart. Every dry area of my heart in this season, I declare that it's going to be drenched again. There's refreshing. There are streams of God's refreshing flowing over me like waves of refreshing flowing over me until every dry area is drenched again, until I can believe again, until I can praise God again, until I get my faith back, my fervor back, my belief back. Come on now. I want that zeal, that passion that I once had for the word of God. Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. It's coming back again. Say amen to that fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. Say amen. Glory to God. All right. So now John chapter 11. That's just getting you ready for the word. John chapter 11. We've been looking at this for months. All right. So, uh, well, the whole thing, we this whole series for months, John chapter 11 for over a month. And so what does this mean for you today as we do this recap? I have three things to share with you this morning. We've been doing a recap for days. Three things this morning. I'm going to take my time. We're going to get into it. Lord, do it again. All right, you ready? Number one, our belief system either frees God to move or it keeps him from moving in our lives. Our belief system, we have a belief system. You have a belief system. Our belief system either frees God to move or it keeps God from moving in our lives. I've taught you this before. Belief, put this in the chat, belief precedes faith. Belief precedes faith. So your belief system is what you believe. What do you believe? Do you know what you believe? I believe, I believe in a God who can do anything. I, I believe that, that there was a, uh, that God, literally God left heaven, came to the earth, 
so that I could go there. I believe in a God that came in the form of of a man, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life. Come on now, talk to me with the Nicene Creed, that he suffered, he bled, he died, he rose again from the dead. Of, uh, as the scriptures say, he ascended up into heaven. Watch this. He's coming back again in glory to judge the living and the dead and of his kingdom that will be no end. I believe. Do you know what you believe? Your belief system, you have a belief system. Faith means I'm going to exercise my faith to believe and receive what God has already provided. When God reveals something to me that he's given to me by grace, I lay hold of it with my faith. But none of that will happen if you don't believe it. Your belief system is the foundation for your faith. So your belief system will either free God to move or it will keep God from moving in your life. When Jesus was trying to raise Lazarus from the dead, he's having a conversation with Martha, John 11 and 40. He said, didn't I tell you, Martha, that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? She didn't believe it. She it, Look, look, she didn't believe it. He had been dead for four days. And so her, her belief system was not big enough to believe in a God who could raise him from the dead after four days. She couldn't believe it. She couldn't see it. She, she, was, she was oblivious to what Jesus wanted to do. And even while Jesus was trying to do it, she was stopping him because she could not believe it. Listen, your belief system is either freeing God. Put, put in the chat, I am open. You got to be so open to God where you're ready to receive what God wants to do in your life. Lord, I'm open to do, I'm down for whatever. You are a God who could do anything. I don't want to limit you in any way. I expand my capacity to believe God. I expand my God, my capacity to believe in a God who could perform the impossible. I believe God. I'm a believer. They call me a believer for a reason. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. There's nothing impossible for God. But there are many things impossible for men if they don't believe it. All things are possible, Mark 9 and 23. All things are possible to him that believes. But if you don't believe it, then it's not possible for you. Why? Because your, your belief system either frees God to move or it keeps him from moving. Put in the chat, say, Lord, I'm open. You got to be open to what God wants to do, however God wants to do it. As humans, we limit God by our inability to believe. The Bible says that Jesus came into his own town. They didn't receive him. And so because they didn't receive him, they didn't believe that he was the Messiah. He could not perform many great miracles there. It doesn't say that he didn't want to. Oh, he wanted to, but he couldn't do it. Jesus could not. Why? Because they failed to believe. Listen, we got to believe in a God who could do anything. Listen, when you don't believe, then God is like, I can't do it. When you don't believe, God is like, my hands are tied. Put this in the chat. I will never tie up God's hands. No, no, God, you be free. I want your hands to be free towards me. Come on now. I want you to be able to do whatever you want to do in my life. I free you, God. My, my heart is open like this for God to do anything. You limit God's ability to operate in your life when you fail to believe in him and in his limitless power. You got to stop looking at stuff from a human point of view. You got to stop, stop looking, put, put this in the chat. I am not a mere man. I'm not tying up God's hands anymore. I believe God. Our belief system and our faith is the way that we experience God's power. But if we don't believe, unbelief will close the door to God. Put that in the chat. Unbelief closes the door to God, but say this, my door is open. My heart is open. We must have a heart that is open and ready for God to do whatever he wants to do, even when we need a miracle. And our church right now, we need a miracle. We're praying for a miracle for one of our sisters. 
And you know, there are Christians that, that wouldn't pray what we pray. There are Christians that wouldn't believe. When, when the doctors say something is final, there are Christians that accept what the doctors say as final. There are Christians that accept what a judge says as final. There are Christians that just accept what the world says as final. But as believers, we got to believe, man. God can do anything. I've been teaching on the miracles for months. We got to believe God, man. We got to believe God to where, where it's not final unless God says it's final. And until God speaks something, and, and until God says it's final, we got to believe. We got to stand in faith. We got to be there one for another. We got to plead the blood of Jesus. We got to lift up the name of God. We got to call down fire from heaven. We got to stand in the gap one for another. We got to believe God. And this series on the miracles wasn't for nothing. I've been teaching on the miracles for five months. We have to believe God. I pray that you're, that you're, that your capacity to believe God has been expanding in this series where you can believe that God can do anything. Martha could not see it. She just couldn't. Jesus was right there. He was like, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Believeth thou this. And she couldn't see it. Listen, I want you to see it. I want you to believe in a God that can do anything. I want you to, listen, don't accept anything that anybody says until God says it's fine. You got to believe God, even when you are facing a dire situation. I know, listen, I know I've been walking with God for 28 years. I know that there are Christians that once something gets so bad, they go, well, that's it. It's over. Like, who said it's over? It's not over until God says it's over. Until God says it's over, it's not over. Why are you giving up like that? You can't be so quick to give up. As a believer, you have to believe. In a dire situation, you have to believe. You got to have some. Let me say this. If you can't believe, thank God that Jesus was there. Martha couldn't believe. Thank God that Jesus was there. Jesus was like, I'm a believer. He's like, I'm here to raise this boy from the dead. Come on now. Jesus like that. I love that man. I'm going to raise that man. Jesus provided the faith because Martha could not provide the faith. Let me tell you something. If you can't believe, you need to have somebody in your camp that can believe God. You need to have somebody in your... If you can't believe, don't go into that hospital room but send somebody into that hospital room that can believe God. You need somebody in your camp that's going to that's gonna name the name of Jesus. You need somebody in your camp that's going to call that. I'm talking about power, anointing, faith. You need somebody in your camp that believes the power of God and that can call on the power of God, that can lift up the name of Jesus. You need somebody in your camp to pray. This is why you should never be a Christian without a church family. This is why you do need a local church. This stuff about, oh, I just watched church online. Are you a member of a church somewhere? You, you, you don't want to be a sheep without a shepherd. You, when, when people are calling on the name of Jesus, when we're, I'm a member of Victory Christian Ministries International, when we pray for VCMI, one church, nine locations. When we're pleading the blood of Jesus over VCMI, we're praying for every member of our church. And so you want to be somewhere where you're connected. You want to be part of a family. Uh, when we, Isabella and I pray for our members, for our partners at Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, we have partners. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. You need somebody praying for you. You need to be somewhere where you are connected to somebody. You don't, you don't want to be a bastard child. You want to have a covering. You want to be connected. You want to be part of a family. You want somebody to be praying for you. Come on. And you need somebody in your camp that can believe God when you are facing a dire situation. If you can't believe, then you're not going to receive. Martha better thank God that Jesus was there. Martha couldn't believe, but Jesus believed. And that man came back to life. We got to believe in a God who can do anything. Say amen to that.
Glory. I felt that. I felt that. All right, number two, miracles can serve to glorify God and also to help others expand their capacity to believe. So miracles are twofold. It's going to bring glory to God's name. Come on now. And we're believing for a miracle for April. Come on. The miracle will bring glory to God's name and it will cause other people to believe God as well. It will bring glory to God's name and it will cause other people to believe God as well. God is not opposed to flexing his spiritual muscles. Why? Because it's going to bring glory to his name and it's also going to cause people to believe. The resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. You know what it did? It caused people to believe. It caused people that were there that did not believe. It caused them to believe. Yesterday, I taught you that there are levels of faith. I told you that the lowest form of faith, level number one, is faith in the works. This is what people that will not believe until they see it. There are some people that will not believe until they see something. And so this is the lowest form of faith. This is why we call Thomas doubting Thomas. When there was a couple of disciples that saw Jesus after he was resurrected, they came back and they told Thomas, they told the other team, hey man, we saw Jesus. He was raised from the dead. Thomas said out of his own mouth, listen, unless I see the hole in his side, unless I see the holes in his hands, unless I put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Thomas was saying, I need to see it in order to believe it. I will not believe unless I see it. A few days later, the disciples are in a room and the Bible says the door was closed. I mean, come on, gives us those kind of details. They were in a room. The Bible says the door was closed and Jesus walked through the wall like the matrix. Come on, Jesus is a bad dude. He walked through the wall like the matrix and he, he goes boom and he says, peace be unto thee. And then he says this, hey, Thomas, Thomas, come here. Thomas, I want you to take your hand and put it right here in the hole in my, come on, that's what you said. You said you will not believe until you see this, so put your hand right here. All right, Thomas, now take your hand and put it inside my, okay, yes, Lord. And then he said, okay, Lord. He said, Lord, my God, I believe. He said, yeah, you believe because you see. More blessed are those who believe without seeing. But here's the problem. Some people refuse to believe until they see something. So miracles cause people who are like that to believe. Some people will refuse to believe until they see something they cannot explain, until they see it with their own eyes. John 11 and 45, right here in the text, the Bible says, and many of the Jews who had come to Mary and saw what Jesus did, they believed on him. Why did they believe? Because they saw that this man was dead for four days and then he was raised from the dead. And so they believed on Jesus because they saw it with their own eyes. Not only does a miracle bring glory to God, but it causes people to believe people that will not believe any other way. Even in our own lives, listen, God will allow us sometimes to go through something so that the people around us can see the manifestation of the power and the glory of God so that they know what you're going through. And when God manifests his power in your situation, then pound. Now they believe. Why? Because they saw it. And now I don't need to see it to believe it. I, I, I can believe without seeing it, but there's some people that need to see it to believe it. So miracles can serve as an invitation for them. And then for us who already believe, it, it serves as an invitation for us to take our faith to another level. When you see a miracle, when God, God has used me to perform miracles, when you see a miracle, when you see something happen that is unexplainable, it takes your faith to another level. You know what else it does? 
It reveals the character of God. Whether it's the parting of the Red Sea or the raising of Lazarus from the dead, it shows us that God loves us and he cares for us. He went out of his way for Moses and the Egyptians. He made sure that Pharaoh and his army were destroyed behind them. He made sure that they didn't come out empty-handed. They came out with gold and silver and precious stones. In this situation, he, he made sure, he said, loose that man and let him go. Not only was he alive, he made sure that he was free. He, he was at first alive but bound. He made sure he was alive and free. Listen, it reveals to us the character of God. God loves us so much that he will go out of his way to bless us, perform miracle working power for us so that he could be glorified and so that we could become an example of him and his love and his light in this world. Miracles also have a ripple effect of faith. Those who witnessed the miracle, they believed. And it became like this ripple effect and fame went out. And listen, when things happen, I remember I prayed for this lady who had an accident and she said something like, well, I, I was talking to her in this ear. She said, well, I can't, I can't, I need you to talk to me in the other ear. I said, why? She said, well, 13 years ago, I had this accident, blah, blah, blah. We were in 14747 Arizona Avenue right here in Woodbridge, Virginia. And I laid hands on her and she heard a pop. And God gave her a new eardrum. And, 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 and what happened for her and her family? Why? People in her family were able to believe. Why were they able to believe? Because for 13 years, she couldn't hear out of one of her, one of her ears. And in one moment, God gave her a new eardrum and she was able to hear. And she went back to the doctor. And, and what happened? People in her family were like, there has to be a God. So God will do it. God did it back then and he will do it today. Lastly, let me say this about that. And I'll move on to the last point. God's glory shines the brightest in dark moments. This was a dark moment. Mary and Martha were crying. They had been mourning for four days. And in the darkest moment, Jesus resurrected them from the dead. Listen, sometimes we're in the darkest moments. And it is in those moments that one word, all you need is one word. Put in the channel, all I need is one word. One word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. And one word from God can shine God's light on it. And, and it can be the greatest miracle, but it comes at the darkest moment. You got it? All right, number three, last point for today. I'm taking my time through this because there's just so much to learn here. And I have more. I have, I have, I have way more, but I, I'm only giving you three today. Last point for today. A supernatural manifestation of God will bring glory to his name, but it can also stir up opposition. After Lazarus was raised from the dead, some of the people who saw the miracle, yeah, they glorify God. But some of the people who saw the miracle, the Bible says in John 11 and 46, you know what they did? They ran, tattletalers. They ran and told the Pharisees. And when they told the Pharisees, you know what the Pharisees did? They decided in that moment that they needed to kill Jesus. So sometimes the, the power of God will draw opposition. It will draw opposition. Let me explain why. It can stir up this level of op opposition because when we get these amazing breakthroughs and the glory of God and the favor of God and the grace of God, it, while it's something amazing for you, it will also draw jealousy from people who don't understand it and for people who have their own insecurities. There will be some people who criticize it. See, supernatural blessings can make others uncomfortable. Put this in the chat. Supernatural blessings on us can make other people uncomfortable. Why? Because when God moves in our lives in ways that pass, people will say, why does she get that promotion? Why does he get that? That doesn't make any sense. He's not worthy of it. She's not worthy of it. Well, we're not worthy. God blesses us by grace. But when God does what he does in our lives, then, and it's not about us, it's all about God and his grace, it will draw the criticism of others. Why? Because people criticize what they do not understand. So opposition 
can be an indication that we're in the center of God's will because sometimes it's just a sign that we're performing the will of God and the devil is mad. He's mad, that's all. He's upset, but but he can't stop us. I've told you a million times, their poison cannot stop your purpose. So while, while miracles are good for you, yes, it will draw, watch this, miracles will reveal, or the supernatural blessing on your life will reveal the heart of others. There are people that say that they're for you when they're on the same level with you, right? Uh, matter of fact, uh, Charlie Mike, Psalm Major McKinley Curtis is watching right now. I popped up his name right here. All right, so when I went to the E6 board, I was in Delta 327 Signal Battalion, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, and uh, I was an E5 at 20 years old, and I went to the E6 board, and uh, Sergeant Major here was, my, was the president of the board. When I went to the E6 board, I did well. I got a 200 or whatever it was. And I got promoted to E6. When I got promoted, I got promoted at 22 years old as a staff sergeant. You know what happened? Well, some of the people who were on my level that we were peers, and now I'm not no longer a peer, now I'm going to be their boss, it reveals the hearts and the intents of people. See, the blessing on you is going to reveal the hearts of other people. Some people were happy for me. Some were not. And so, so what happens is those, there are going to be some who rejoice with you. When, even when a miracle happens, there will be some who rejoice but and, and that will bring together people together in unity. But there will also be some who oppose you and, and criticize you. Why? Because they have issues of jealousy and insecurity and unbelief in their own heart. So the favor of God will attract praise, but it will also attract haters. So you but you cannot be moved by their opposition. God's protection is greater than any opposition. If God is for me, he's more than the whole wide world against me. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. But, but we just got to expect, watch this, that opposition will come. It's just going to show me who's for me and who's not. Uh, it's going to show me who's really on my, in my camp and who's not. And so I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you for the real you showing up. And now I know that you ain't really on my side. You know what I'm saying? And so I love you from afar. <laughs> I can love you from a distance. And so now I know who's in my camp and who's not. And so I'm going to walk with wisdom. I'm going to walk with love. I'm going to walk with favor. But you should not be surprised when there's opposition because the favor of God on your life will also draw opposition. Jesus performed the greatest miracle ever. And what was the result? People wanted to kill him. People wanted to kill him. Why? Because the favor of God and the manifestation of God's power will also bring opposition. Let's close this message out. I've given you enough for today. With the declaration of faith, I said a lot. I covered a lot today. You might need to listen to this again. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. This is my season to believe again. I expand my capacity to believe you. I believe in a God who can do anything. There is nothing too hard for you. My heart is open to see the invisible and believe the impossible. And I know that the manifestations of your power in my life will bring glory to your name. When it does, many will celebrate it. Some will criticize it. Either way, I will not be moved by people. I will not be intoxicated by the praise of many nor will I be intimidated by the opposition of some. My eyes are fixed and focused on you. I enter this day believing in a God who can do anything, and your best will be manifested in my life.
greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes. You get the notes for free. Why not sign up? You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I covered a lot. You might need to listen to this again. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Believe God. Believe in a God who can do anything. And let's believe God for miracles. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.